Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, week 17 has been and gone. We're getting ready for week 18 um, where everything will become clear. And to help me make sense of what that everything might be, Sal Ali's on board as ever. Sal, how are you? Hi, Dan. Good afternoon. Obviously, change the time for us too. Normally we do an evening podcast, but we sort of uh, decided it'd be a nice afternoon thing to do. So yeah, I mean, this weekend is kind of mixed feelings for me because Season's going to end, which is always a sad thing because you get all these uh, winter sort of like blues that come in. But what a great weekend it could be in some of the divisions that we're going to talk about later. Absolutely. There's still plenty of cricket to be played. I was quite intrigued. Week 17 did clarify quite a lot, actually, in terms of ups and downs. Um, And also, of course, we we have one side leaving the league this year. So just sort of want to go on record and say I've I've always enjoyed playing at Uxbridge. Never really scored many runs there, but um, but I always enjoyed going there. Um, fantastic place to play cricket, and it's a real shame that they're moving on to pastures new to the Thames Valley League. Um, so if any of the Uxbridge guys are listening, we, we, we will miss you, uh, and, and best of luck moving forward. But I also mention that for another reason, and that's that um, it's worth remembering that Uxbridge moving on does mean that in many divisions, only um, one side will be relegated from those divisions. Now, we'll talk through some of the details of that later on um, but it, do, it does actually complicate things a little bit and um, it's worth worth bearing that in mind to be more specific I might as well kick off with this Sal if that's okay um, if I've got this right only one side's going to be going down from division two of the first team league and we actually know that that side is going to be Wickham House because they um, yeah uh, because they lost at the weekend and uh, and that's all all done and dusted. Did you follow that game at all? They lost to Barnes, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people took both ends on the table because that it seals Barnes' promotion in them recording that victory, and unfortunately, sent Wickham House down. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they're, they're in a good as a club. I think in a good position. They've got some good young players. They've got good sort of leadership within the club. Um, and I'm sure they'll be targeting returns straight away back into Div 2 next season. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Sometimes relegations yeah. are daft as it may seem good for you, um, that, that they can help you regroup. But we will see, no doubt the house will, will, will lick their wounds and, and um, have to think about next season in due course. But in terms of the relegation and promotion situation with Uxbridge, so in second 11 cricket, they play in Division 2, and only one side is going to be relegated from Division 2, and we know that that's going to be Southgate. In the third tier, um, Uxbridge 3 is playing Division 1. So again, we, there'll only be one side relegated from that league and we actually be Southgate again. Southgate 3s are already mm. relegated from there. So if folks want to know what that means, Paul Smith's done a really good job on the website of illustrating um, how many teams will go up and down from each division. But it's generally two up from, uh, uh, from divisions where, that are below where Uxbridge are now, but one down. So that's to try and keep all of the divisions with 10 in for next season. It is actually more straightforward than it sounds when you explain it. But it does mean that some of the things that we thought might be contentious going into week 18 in terms of relegation have actually already been sorted because only one team will go out of the league rather out of the division rather than two. So keep in mind the Oxbridge situation, folks. Two other things that I think are worth mentioning going into week 18. Um, First of all, if sides are level, the league has a pretty intricate uh, process for breaking tiebreak, so a tiebreaker situation. Um, obviously, points is what counts most. If the team with the most points will be higher in the division. If sides have the same points, then it's wins. So you add the number of wins in the uh, time cricket 
the number of wins in the limited overs cricket, whoever's got more wins will be ahead. If sides have got the same number of points and the same number of wins, then it goes on head-to-head. And it's not we won one game, they won one game. It's the number of points you won in the head-to-head contest. So, of course, you can win a um, limited overs game of cricket um, and get 10 points and the opposition might get two or one. Or not. So those little bits could actually prove to be really quite important if head-to-head is, is where we are. Now, if head-to-head doesn't help us out, so if it's the same number of points, same number of wins, the head-to-head points are the same as well, then we go to whoever has got the most winning draws. Now, it could be that that doesn't help you out either because everything else looks to be in line. If that's still the same, then it's old-school toss of a coin. Now, I have no idea who tosses the coin. I have no idea when they toss it. Um, but I suspect that will be a bridge we have to cross if we get ourselves in that particular position. The, old, the older sort of listeners might remember that Don Shelley used to send an email around explaining all of the eventualities um, that were, were out there. Well, I think the league's got so big that uh, that email doesn't, doesn't get sent around anymore. And of course, Don's no longer um, formally doing this for the league. He's no longer formally the registration officer or the the results officer. So um, there won't be an email sent to any clubs explaining what they need to do uh, this weekend. You've got to work it out yourselves. Okay. Now, if you're really not sure, then I'm sure Nick Brown will will, will assist if you drop him a line. Um, But don't expect that email to come around. I always used to like to get it, Sal. Also, it was very entertaining to read through what the the eventualities were, Um, but no more. So that's the tiebreaker situation. Does Does that all sound fine and dandy to you? Yeah, definitely. Can I just add a quick point? Move yep. on to the next point. Um, so in, in third tier division one, we spoke to Nick earlier in the week, didn't we, about this. Um, the North Middlesex on the website are promoted as champions in North Mid's fours. But as there's threes playing in the division boat which they're going into, they can't be promoted. So at the moment, only one side will be coming down from the third tier Premier Division, which is East yes. Coast. Um, in Div one, it seems to be now, with North Mid not being, obviously not, they can't go up. Bronsby or Acton will now take that position of going up. Yep. Um, only one of those two sides will go up. Spot on. Yep, spot on. And if anyone looks at the website, you'll see that in the Premier Division, East Coast threes are, da- are, are noted as already relegated. And in a normal year, if that's the right phrase, uh, Middlesex Titans would also be long since relegated. They're 36 points behind Barnes. But they're not. They're safe. Um, as either Bronsby or Acton will be coming up. North mid-fours won't. And North mid-fours may well win the league. Um, but that doesn't mean they'll be able to get promoted. So, yeah, another caveat that's worth um, worth throwing out there. Um, there is a third point that's worth mentioning here before we get on to the actual cricket. Um, do you want to take this one, Sal, um, about Perivale, or do you want me to play through this? You go through it, Dan. OK, well, I've, I've been chatting to, to a number of people about the Perivale Phoenician situation. They, they were docked um, 60 points, 6-0, um, because of problems with playing players inappropriately. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not totally up to speed with all the details on this, and um, that's, I don't think it really matters. The league decided that there, there was a pretty serious indiscretion. They deducted them 60 points. That took them um, to a minus points, uh, which means clearly that, that they are um, that they're going to be relegated. Now, that this isn't reflected uh, in the league tables yet. Perivale playing Division 4. They actually won at the weekend, so that, that, that takes them into plus points. They'll be on eight but that's, uh, that, that's not going to be enough, even if they win on Saturday, to keep them up. So Perivale Phoenicians will be relegated from Division 4. Lanka Lions, who probably thought they were going to be relegated for quite a few weeks, um, have got a reprieve. 
Um, and, and there's no way around that in week 18. The reason I mention it here, as we did talk about it last week very briefly, is that Perivale appealed the situation. They felt the 60-point fine was too harsh. Um, the league decided to ask an external um, a, a, an external body to look at this. Um, basically, I, I think another one of the ECB Premier Leagues um, had a look at it, some representatives from, from one of those, and they upheld the league's position um, that they were right to, or they're perfectly within their rights, to find Perivale 60 points. Um, so the, 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 the appeal has failed. Um, and we did say last week that, that it was ongoing. It isn't anymore. So, so this, the Perivale situation has been sorted, uh, and no doubt the league's website will be updated to, to reflect that in due course and breathe Sal that's the that's the admin out of the way um, yes. last thing from me then I'll get Sal to talk, us about, talk to us about some cricket R- rather than go through each of the divisions which is what we've generally done this, this season we, we thought we'd turn this around a little bit um, clearly there's a full programme of cricket but there are some games this weekend that, that really catch the eye a bit more than, than, than others so we've we've gone through the fixtures for, for Saturday in week 18 and we've pinpointed what we think are the 10 most interesting games to look at in the league. And we're not necessarily talking about the 10 highest quality games, although I do think there are three very good games in there in, in the Premier Division. Um, we're talking about the 10 games across the whole league where it's all on the line in that game. Um, and the fixture computer, as we've said before, it always does this for us. There's, there's always... Um, a situation where um, a team that's going for a promotion plays another team that's going for a promotion or at the bottom with relegation. And, and this year has been no different. There's plenty of interesting cricket out there to look for, uh, to watch, if, and probably to play in as well, if, um, if you actually pan through the different divisions in the league. So we'll kick off. Now, it isn't because these three games are on the top flight, but we will start with the top flight and what happened last week and this week because I would say three of the five games in week 18 are really uh, very interesting. Sal, over to you. As you mentioned, um, it's going to be a pivotal weekend. So, I mean, in, in the Prem, for instance, we've got three sides all vying for the league championship, which is really yeah. rare. I mean, in my recollection, I can't remember a scenario where we've had three sides who could all win the league going into week 18 or the last game day of fixtures. Crouchen are thinking, will the fairy tale come true? Because they now occupy top position. Um, a very good win away at Richmond. A very close game, real tough game. Um, but they ground it out. And it's something they've, you know, probably um, maybe thought about how they get over line in, in tough games such as this. And they, and they did that. So well done to Hiran and, and his guys. Um, so as they say, it's in their hands now. Um, Assuming it doesn't they rain. Them at home. That's always the big camera, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is the one, isn't it? And knowing, knowing what season we've had so far, wouldn't be surprised if that sort of curveball gets thrown in. Um, but assuming it doesn't rain, then, as I said, they go into their home game against Twickenham um, with a lead of... Um, let's check the points, say, well, again, quickly. Well, I've got it. So it's a three-point lead, so it's, very, you know, it's not a huge amount, but it's enough to win the league. So that's, that's their um, target, I imagine, Saturday. But, you know, Twickenham will not make it easy. I'm sure Carlos has got a few messages from the tenants in North Mid Boys coming through on his phone this week and more radio. For once, not abusive either. Um, Great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's probably become their best friend all of a sudden. Um, So that's that's the start. Now, I'm not sure if this is true. I heard a rumour last week when I was at um, the games from the in the league side that Tenenton might be deprived of some players because one of the players are getting married. Again, not totally true. What a selfish individual. 
Outrageous. Yeah, if I'm wrong, then I, you know, I'm happy to be wrong because we want you know all these three sides to really go at it in their in their respective games with their full sides out. So, um, Tendenton now going to second place, the virtue of a, of a very good win away at North Middlesex. Um, they they won quite comfortably actually. It was, a, it was a good performance by their guys, winning by seven wickets. Um, so now in North Mid on the table, dropping to third place, but again still have a chance to win the league because the points um, gap is is only three points. So. They will probably look at the fixtures this weekend and think on paper we have the easier game. Um, but as we mentioned, there's no real easy games in this league. But they're going to be taking on um, Ealing away. Um, and that's a game they'll be thinking we can win. Whereas Tellington are hosting Richmond. So it's a local kind of derby in some kind of ways. Um, you know, it might be sort of a, some kind of like, you know, that's bragging rights for that area to come, you know, top in the last, you know, win the last game. But again, won't be an easy game. And we know that Richmond have some very good players, you know, such as Will Phillips, the captain, um, very good batsman. So, yeah, week week 18 in the Prem, really exciting. Three cracking games to look forward to if the weather holds up, which we are hoping will be the case. I mean, the long-term forecast... Well, I just had a look at the BBC website as you were talking there, Sal, and say it quietly, yeah. it looks all right. Yeah, I've got the same all right, which is a relief. Well. So, yeah. yeah. Come on, weather gods, please be kind this to one us. Week, we want to yeah. see a great, yeah, we want to see a great end to which has been a very good season. So yes, that's that situation. Then, then um, in terms of the relegation at the bottom, Bronze, we have been relegated now, um, being defeated by the Bush and Hampstead picked up the win they needed against Ealing. So that's now decided. So all that is left to see is who will be crowned champions this season. Yep. So I mean, I I think. You know, having three sides you could win at the end of the campaign is fantastic. You're dead right. Um, the fact that Teddington have won 10 games and North Middlesex nine games, that, that really does mean that North, things have got to go well for North Middlesex for, for them to come yeah. through here. Um, and I can imagine that the, the mood at, at the mid on Saturday night was a bit, bit of a depressed one, um, given, that, given that they were top. Um, you know, going into week, mm. uh, week 17. Um, certainly as far as Twitter are concerned, well, I know we've got 12 to pick from. Um, so it's not as if none of our boys have been invited to the wedding in Teddington, which is, you know. No, that's, that's, that's a rumour. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Could be, I could be totally wrong if I am, my apologies. Yeah, no, adds extra drama, drama to the mix, Al. But, um, but certainly Teddington for Richmond, yeah. always a good game of cricket. Um, and uh, Richmond will have the same attitude that we have, you know. On the one hand, I, I, I don't care who you are. If you, if you cross the line um, in a game of cricket, in a game of football, in a game of chess, you want to win. Um, and if you don't, then you shouldn't be playing Premier League cricket. And so we'll be going to, to Crouch End to win the game, not to do Teddington a favour or to help North Mid, because we, we want to win the game of cricket. And and, yeah. and I think that has to be the way. I mean, the integrity of the league's at stake there, and, and there's no way that, that we'll be doing anything other than that, 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 than going for it, really. And, of course, we, we beat Crouch End earlier in the season, which, which may be good in that, you know, we, we might feel confident going into it, but it may well make Crouch End think, OK, We've learned from that. We'll move on and we're at home. It's our patch. They beat us there last year. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's probably a great setting for them. And every congratulations to the club. You know, it's not, we've said it many times before that their, their development's been, you know, off the radar in terms of where they've come from. And I, I can imagine it'll be a big day there at the Caltalk ground. Um, and if all goes to plan, I'll certainly try and get over to, to have a look at how it, how it develops. Um, lower down, as you say, Finchley and Braun have gone. Um, but Finchley have got, quite a strong youth sort of network developing there. And you saw that for yourself the other day, Sal, did you? 
I've just been following the under 19s and under 17s comps this year in terms of the tw- they have like a 2020 competition that takes place um, it's like a youth cup they call it um, run by um, Rajanath from Middlesex Board yep. Cricket Board um, and it's, it's, it's a great comp because it's you know play midweek um, Friday night some games so it's like you know, barbecues going at some clubs and making a sort of evening of it um, so they so Finch's under 19s and under 17s won both their comps mm. which you know so they've had a difficult year in, in terms of the senior section um, but what it does show is what they're trying to do could come to fruition. Um, you know, you've got two age group competitions, one by both their both their sides. And the under nineteen side I looked at the other day of the side that won that competition, nine have, been, have played in the first wow. team this year. So you know they've got the experience bedded in now. Um, they've obviously got the ability and the talent. It's just a matter of how they develop that kind of like. Um, more experience in playing senior cricket, adult cricket. We know adult cricket is different to T20 stuff, um, but there's obviously a lot of talent and ability. They've got some very good young players within the ranks. Um, and next year, when they go into Division One, you know these guys will be a bit more streetwise, a bit toughened up, maybe more used to certain situations. Playing less overs might help as well because I mean, 120 is a lot, especially when you're probably not used to doing that sort of format of cricket. 45 overs as well, so again, less overs in the, in the one day format might help as well. So. Finchley next season will be definitely one to watch in terms of how these young guys keep developing. Because, yep. um, yeah, as I said, they've, they've shown at, at age group level they're a very good side and, you know, performed really well in the competition that they've taken. Yeah, part it's in. interesting. And I think relegation, one, it's always depressing at any level to, to go down. Um, it, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. It, it is often an opportunity to regroup. Uh, and particularly if you've got a whole cohort of young players coming through like that to, to come back much stronger. And, and no end of sides, including my own, have done that. Going down, actually, we didn't enjoy it at the time, but um, but sometimes it's not the worst thing that can ever can ever happen to you. So, Sal, I, I, obviously, I want a one or possibly two um, word answer to this question: Who's going to win it? Crouch end. Okay. Okay. I am going to go. That's why I said possibly two. North Middlesex. I've got a feeling that well, one Richmond, I think, are, are a better side in their league position might have us believe, not that their league position is particularly bad, but I've seen them twice in the flesh and I was quite impressed. Um, and I, I think um, I think they've got the ability to, to certainly beat Teddington. Um, I think I think the Crouchton Twickenham game is, is a really tough one to call, but both sides um, uh, um, on their day are very good cricket teams. Um, but Crouchton are in a real pre- pressure situation now, got no idea they're going to deal with it. Um, they might well deal with it yeah. admirably, um, but if they don't, I think, I don't know, I think, I think there could be a wobble in there somewhere. Um, so if that yeah. happens, then can North Mid be Ealing? And the North Mid yeah. that w- we've seen for most of the season can be Ealing, sure, certainly. So I'm going to stick, me, stick my yeah. neck out um, and I'm going to say North Middlesex, which is clearly, um, if, if I was confident about it, I'd be straight down the bookies now. But um, that's what I'm going with. Well, if there was, if there was been priced up, they'd definitely be the outside of totally. three, wouldn't they? But in the, there is a situation where Crouching could lose and still win the league. You know, I mean, 10-10 North Middlesex if we lose their game. Yeah. So there's so many permutations there, which, is, which makes it more exciting than such a great climax to, yeah. to the season. I mean, looking at the crouch in the club, you mentioned earlier on, they, they've done fantastically well as a club. All their, sec, their third, sec, so second, third and fourth have all got promotion won their league. So I'm sure they'll be sort of uh, taking that ball as well as the first team within the club. And I mean, that could, that could be a first, really, where you have a four, sort of foresight. I know 10 10 last year actually did similar kind of thing. So, um, you know, that that'll be a massive boost for them players as well, knowing that, you know, they've got the second and the third and the fourth also having won their leagues and got promotion, yep. or, you know, one or two. It might spur them on even more to make sure they, they get over the line. But, you know, I mean, this this would create... I mean, let's say the East Coast, um, 
talked to Harper, Sagu, the East Coast captain. He did ask me the question, has this ever been done? So if you take out last year where it wasn't really, I mean, it was a season in some ways, but obviously it wasn't an official season, to win four leagues in a row, you know, in terms of like different divisions would be unbelievable. Well, I can't achievement. imagine it has been done, to be honest. No, it won't repeat. Well, it, that's unlikely. That's you think so. I've just looked no. at another scenario there, Sal. Of course, Crouch 116, so Teddington 113, yeah. North Middle 613. I know what you're going to say now. I know what you're going to say. Yep. Go on, Carol. So if we beat Crouch End and if Teddington yeah. and North Middle rained off, they're all 116. Yes. <laughs> and I've just looked at what that would mean. It would obviously mean that North Mid are behind Teddington because they've got nine wins. Yeah. Um, Teddington yeah. have the same number of wins as Crouch End. Okay. Tends to have more winning draws. So Ooh. I think that scenario is pretty unlikely. But if they all end up on 116, it's Teddington's. That would be yeah. amazing. That, that would yeah. be bonkers. And, and, you know, given the season we've had, I wouldn't put it past anybody to, for that sort of scenario to, no. to develop. But just, just so we know, it would be Teddington's if, if that is the way it panned out. Yep. So there are our first three games. First three of the ten that we've highlighted. Crouch Envy Twickenham, Teddington v Richmond, Ealing v North Mid, because the title is well and truly on the line and um, they're going to be interesting to, to see how they pan out. Now, lower down, there's been, um, there's been quite a lot of situations cleared up in Week 17. We, we know that Highgate are now, have been relegated from Division 1 uh, and Hornsey go there in uh, last, the last week of, uh, of the season. Hornsey need to win to go up and I guess you'd sort of expect them to do it given the season's track record. So that's not one of our games, but it's certainly one that if, if you're interested in Hornsey, then, then one to keep an eye on. Division two, so North London's division, Sal, absolutely done and dusted. North London and Barnes are up. Um, Wickham House are down. Yep. Division three, Harrowtown and Ealing Trailfinders have been up for about six years. You know, that's, that's been, yeah. been well and truly settled. London Tigers are up in division four. K Plus are up in division five. So the fourth game we pinpointed, right, was Alexandra Park against North London Muslims. This looks an interesting one. Did you any any comments on this one? Well, I mean, again, it's, it's a scenario where it's APs to kind of like you know losing yep. it really in some some case. And they're now in 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 second place. I know there's I was a Wurgans are really snapping away at their, at their heels, but you know if you want to go to play a team, you probably want someone who's low down the table, um, not in the best of form. So that's fixture, I'm sure the AP boys have really been sort of pumped up for and um, looking forward to sort of, you know, get, get, get stuck into. I mean, I think if you said to the Ali Pally boys, and I spoke to Jimmy Abbott about this yesterday, you know, if I'd have said to you in March, right, you, I'm going to give you a scenario where you're second and you need to beat the team in eighth to go up on the last day of the season, would you take it? And of course they would. You know, yeah. this is a brilliant yeah. situation for them. Um, Jimmy added that North London Muslims have definitely had a better second half than first half of the season. They've definitely been improving. Okay. Um, but even then, yeah. Ali Pali, they beat Pinner Challengers last week. They were quite convincing winners, 200 versus 136. Abbott himself took five for 33. Uh, and one Pinner mm. Challenger uh, batter, Ankit Thacker, got 84 of those 136. So they're, they're in decent nick. Um, got to take hats off to old eyes, though. They're the team in third. They're still very much in the equation if, if Ali Pali slip up. Um, they beat London Tigers at the weekend. Um, and London Tigers, of course, long since promoted. And uh, the old eyes chased down 161, 162 for seven, which is a phenomenal result. They've just got to hope that, that Ali Pali um, slip up. Sammy Hyder played in that game. Uh, um, our, our Hyder watch continues, Sal. How did he get on? Yeah, yeah. So Sammy, he's a league legend, isn't he? Absolutely. That guy. Um, he, he batted back to his customary position of 11, <laughs> LBW for, for a duck. Um, 
So fin- finishing an average of 2.33. 2.33. I, I, I was wondering whether that's a good year or a bad year. That's back an average. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but we know he's using this with bowling. And an average of 17, taking 18 wickets is not a bad haul for Sammy. Dan, just, Dan, just getting back to your um, talking about the second promotion spot there in that, in yep. that division. So a- AP and I was a word been trying to get promoted. I mean, AP, if, you, if, you're, if you're neutral, um, you'd say they probably deserve it because looking at, looking at the season overall, They've had four games where there's been no results. And I was willing to have two games uh-huh. where there's no results. Um, and still hold that two-point yeah. lead. Um, I'm not taking sides there, but I'm just throwing that in there in terms of a, a season where we, you know, we've had rain curtail lots of fixtures at certain weekends. They've you know, had two games rained off, two more games rained off or called off than Isaac Worthians. I think that's um, a fair comment. You, so, we cannot in any way hold the fact that Isaac Worthians have played a couple more games against them. Fair play to them for getting the games on. But... Also, fair play yeah. to Ali Pally for being very much in the hunt, having played, quite frankly, um, fewer games. And I think they're pretty confident, from what I could tell. You know, they, you know, they don't want to be arrogant about this. They, they don't want to sort of think it's all sewn up. Um, I, think I think the party was being planned last week, you know, until, um, until the, the result from London Tigers came through, because they really were hoping London Tigers would, would see off old eyes and they'd be up already. But seeing as they're not, yeah. um, as long as the weather holds, J- Jimmy, was, Jimmy Abbott was pretty confident that if they turn up and do the right things... And they should be up and in Division um, Division Four uh, um, next season. Uh, division Three, sorry, they're in Division Four now. Division Three next season. So yeah. we will follow with interest. We'll have a word from our sponsors, then we'll carry on. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Okay, so we've had four of our ten games to look out for. Um, the fourth of them there, Alexandra Park against North London Muslims. If we look at Division Five quickly, there is still a promotion place to be um, to, to be sorted out there, and it's going to be between Kensington Chelsea uh, and Northwick Park. Now, both of them have got games that, on paper, they'd expect to win. Kensington Chelsea play uh, Swami Bapa, um, and Swami Bapa are not going to go down. We talked a bit about their relegation challenges this season. Um, but, of course, because only one team is out of that division, it will be Tamil United. Swami Bapa are safe. Um, so Kensington Chelsea play them. Swami Bapa generally done quite well against the better sides, but you'd think Kensington Chelsea wouldn't, wouldn't mind that deal um, you know, being, being offered to them at the start of the season. So, so you might expect Kensington Chelsea to come through. If they don't, Northwick Park, they play United Sports, who are eighth, also safe. Um, so, again, two games that you'd expect both sides to win on paper and then you know that they'll go up with K plus who are as things stands 34 points clear of second place if we move to the fifth of our game so that's in the division below um Sal what's that one all about so I mean both sides have voted in, in, in this division but it's it is a battle to see who comes top so if you're going to Regent's Park and the zoos maybe not your kind of fancy pop over and watch this game because you've got Willow Lever playing Victoria Park at Regent's Park this Saturday um, Willow Lever currently lead five point lead at the top. 
um, Victoria Park in second and 111. Other wins is the champions of Division 6. But both are promoted already just due to their substantial points total um, over Norfolk Manor who are in third and eight, seven points. So yeah, that should be a, a cracking game to sort of follow. Absolutely. As the day yeah. goes Victoria on. Park, 24 points clear. Victoria Park in second, 24 points clear of Northolt Manor. So it really is all down to, uh, to, to who, can, who can win uh, at Regent's Park at the weekend. And um, uh, I, I spoke to Panpreet Singh very briefly, one of the Willow Leather batters. done pretty well this year. He's, he's in the top 20 run scorers in the entire league. And um, he was reasonably confident. You know, he, he thought they've had a good season. Um, if they can play the same sort of way that they've done before, then uh, the title um, is certainly not beyond them. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Now then, we move out of first 11 cricket uh, into, the, into, into the rest of the league. And... Couldn't quite pick a game, Sal, for my sixth one. I had to pick a set of games because if anyone wants to practice their, you know, to write a PhD in maths or logic or probability, then get yourselves down to the bottom of the Premier Division of Second Eleven cricket. It's nuts. There are so you, you need you need you know you need to won the Krypton factor to be able to make sense of all the possibilities in there. Um, I reckon that there are five teams out of two that can still go down, um, and they encompass. Four games. Now, had you picked up on the four games, Sal? Yeah, so you've got um, Oster, who are currently bottom on 63 points. They'll be taking on the Bush, um, who are saying... One of the few sides in the division um, with a quiet got... weekend, Shepherds Bush. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's sort of like, yeah. Um, Highgate, uh, who, who are at 71 points in, in ninth position, will be playing Richmond. You could also potentially be relegated on 77 points. Then you've got Stanmore playing Hampstead. So Stanmore currently on 72 points. Again, in eighth place in the situation where they can be relegated, whereas Hampstead are, are they're safe more or less. Well, they're yeah. safe because I mean, other teams are playing each other. Yeah, mathematically, there's, yeah, exactly, there's no yeah. way they can go. Yeah, and then your your guys took and playing Ealing, so you guys are. I mean, as I said, you mentioned how how close it is. We'll quickly run through the points: Ostley in tenth from sixty three points, Highgate ninth from seventy one. Stanmore eight on seventy two, Twickenham eight on seventy two, Richmond eight. Uh, six. It'll be for Richmond. Yeah. Six on seventy seven. Yeah. So um, fascinating scenarios. There. I mean, I remember talking to Highgate's captain when the Highgate's players Johan a couple of weeks back, and he said, "Well, we could still go down." So you're crazy. You got seventy one points. No one goes yeah. down to seventy one points these days. Um, and they got a situation where you got four sides who could all end up in the seventies and still two of them go down, which is going to happen, obviously. So it's quite a rare thing to accumulate that many points um, in a season and still be relegated. Yep. And I think you, you, you're mad if you predict what's going to go on. I wouldn't put it past Osterley winning at Shepherd's Bush. Um, and if they do that, then, um, then you know, they are well and truly in the mix to stay up, even though currently they're eight points behind Highgate. What could make a difference is the one and two points. Can people lose closely? Um, and if they do that, then, then the single point or two points could be absolutely crucial. One thing that we noticed, we, we, we looked at the table on Saturday night and saw the Twickenham were on 71. So we were ninth then. Um, and we forgot, well, we hadn't forgotten, but we, we were aware that we were due another umpire's point. And oh, that yes. was added in on Sunday. So we went from ninth to seventh because this was the week where we got our final umpire's point. Um, and that, that took us up two places, Sal. So that shows how, how close it is. If I were a betting man, um, I think Richmond may well beat Highgate. Um, I think Richmond are quite strong, even though Highgate will no doubt be give, going, giving it all they can. Um, I think Richmond might do that, and that's going to that's be problematic for Highgate. Um, I've got a feeling Osterley might win. So I think it's going to be down to us 
or to, to Twickenham uh, or Stanmore. And Stanmore have definitely picked up, but Ham, Hampstead have picked up. They were dead and buried at one stage. I've got mm. a feeling we might go. And if any okay. other boys are listening to me, I can only apologise and just go and prove me wrong. But I've got a horrible feeling we might struggle against Ealing, even though Ealing as a club have not had their best season ever. Um, but right. if, I was, if I was really pushed, I think I might go Twickenham rather than Stanmore. But we will see. Any, any thoughts from your end on how much you've seen of that league? I was saying that. I mean, you've already put examples on your side, but I watched some of your games. I was umpire on Saturday in Fern Park and... Um, you know, you batted really well. Sandy went bonkers, didn't he? Yeah, he was hitting sixes everywhere. Yeah, he was hitting all over. He was um, having a great time by the looks of it. So, again, I mean, if you look at... I'm looking at the first team of the Cubs that are in this situation. Highgate, first team, relegated, nothing to play yeah. for. Um, so, would they availability be, you know, affected by that? Mm. You know, um, other clubs in that situation. Stanmore, I mean, I'm sure they're going to on the season high in their ones. So... Does, is that going to come into it? Availability in terms of players now thinking, okay, my season's kind of done. We'll have a week off, maybe. I don't know. It's all these sort of scenarios that could also be thrown up. Yep. Yeah, it's a fascinating scenario and situation in, in that division. Um, and I'm looking at it from a North London hat because our twos have got promoted. So it'd be interesting who comes down in, into our division because we'll be going into Division 1. So, I mean, if I'm being, uh, um, I don't know, let's just say, uh, thinking about it logistically, then we want the sides maybe closest <laughs> to us coming down. So that we might be rich for and potentially stand more. But then you're looking at playing that, you know, some, some great grounds there, you know. Um, you know, Richmond, your guys, Stanmore, Highgate, obviously, all, all, nice, all nice places yep. to play. So, whoever does come down, I'll, I'm sure our two will be quite happy to, to sort of make the yep. journey there. Yeah, absolutely. Should say the game against um, Highgate, yeah, not not the most uncontentious affair you'll ever experience. It was a man cad in the game um, mm. uh, at Highgate. Our, our seconds were, were involved in that, and our skipper uh, wheeled out the man cad. I, I think we've got a pod coming up, Sal, on this. I reckon in the wind, cold winter yeah. months, we can talk about the, the politics of man cads. Very difficult. Um, but uh, but yeah, probably not enough time to go into the details of them here. So we'll come back to that one. Um, yeah, we'll get an expert on too. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get people who've been yeah. man cadded on. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, and I know a couple, so I'll, I'll see what I can yeah. see what I can do there. Um, and I'm not talking about Josh Butler. I don't know him. So, um, so yeah. but we'll see what we can we can do. Um, right. So that's sort of game six. Although we've picked four games for game six. That's the bottom of the second eleven prem. Also in the second 11 stream, I think there's a very interesting one. This is my game seven between Headstone Manor, twos, um, and Ealing Hanwellians, obviously twos as well. Now, they're in Division four of the second 11 competition. Um, and it's pretty simple. Whoever wins goes up uh, and they'll go up second. Uh, at the moment, Headstone Manor, so Lahana in, in old money, got 106 points. And Ealing Hanwellians, as they are now, um, they've got 108. Now, have you got an angle on either of these sides, Sal? Feel free to say no, but I'm not sure if this is one that you're up to speed mm, on. Yeah, no, I'm not too familiar on these guys, but I've just, you know, looked at the table beforehand and it does look like a... I mean, either side could be champions if they win. Possible. Because Kensington, Chelsea, who are, who are top, only have a two-point and a four-point lead over the second and third. So if they lose to Isawarians and whoever wins that game obviously will win the game, Again, if Weber's not, not, not involved, then they could become champions. So lots to play for, not only promotion plays, but maybe championship plays. Possibly could be first one minute and third the next, totally. It's all, it's all going exactly. to go down. It could swing so quickly, couldn't totally. it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Headstone Manor also, in a way, um, I wouldn't say they blew it, that's a bit harsh, but they, they definitely didn't want to be losing to North London Muslims last week. It was 208 all out versus yeah. uh, uh, 132. So that, that's, that's probably uh, hurt a little bit. 
Um, whereas Ealing Hanwellians, they, they beat Friends United in um, a bit of a knicker gripper, actually. Um, yeah. Ealing Hanwellians were 203 for 8 off 45. Friends United were 192 all out, so they nearly got there. And at one stage, they absolutely looked like they were going to because they went from 143 for 8, which you'd think if you're Ealing Hanwellians, you're quite happy with, to 189 for 8. So they only needed sort of 14, 15 to win. Um, and by the sound of it, and I was speaking to Hira Singh from, from Ealing Hanwellians earlier today, he says people were dropping catches, the nerves were fraying everywhere. It was one of those, mm. oh my God, it's all falling apart on us. But they, they got it back together and ultimately got those last two wickets for three more runs. So they, they squeaked home. Now, I, often, I don't know what you, make, what you make of this, Sal, but squeaking home can either be really good and helps you kick on, or it can really make you think, oh my goodness, have we got what it takes to go up? I don't know which camp you're in there. I, you can't be a close finish for me. Yeah. I, I love Winning a close, a close finish. finish. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Just getting back on your point about the fixture. So, um, I mean, North London Muslims who are currently bottom on fifty-seven yeah. points, and you know they're, they're going to be playing against. Um, which one is who the fan Dan just mentioned? Uh, sorry, who, uh, North London Muslims. Right. Yeah, who they're playing? They're playing in. in the, they're playing on the top side. Let me have a look. North London Muslim twos are playing Ali Pali. So they're they're playing uh, one of the other bottom sides. So for those two, it's oh sorry, I thought, oh, sorry, I thought they were playing against Headstone. Oh, so, so Head, sorry, no, what I meant was they beat um, right. Headstone Man, didn't they, this weekend? Now again, they they the second eleven actually have been unfortunate this year. They've had five games with no result. Now you're looking at almost a third of your season being washed yeah. out. So they're on fifty-seven points at the bottom. But is that a true reflection of where where they should be? Well, not not when you, you know. consider they've beaten Headstone Man last week. They clearly something about them. Well, exactly. Yeah. And had five games rained off or called off. So, you know, you win two or three of those games, they could be looking at maybe 80, 80 point, you know, situation, 80 plus points. So, and that probably shows maybe they're not where they should be, maybe the fact they've beaten one potential yep. champion. Well, Headstone Manor as well, they, they've got a big weekend coming up, Sal, because not only are their twos in this promotion shootout with Ealing Hanwellians, um, but their ones are in a relegation dogfight in Division 3. Uh, and, and they, they okay. could still stay up. We haven't mentioned them earlier, but they're, they're still in a situation where they've, they're at the bottom and fighting. So um, you don't availability is good, right? <laughs> yeah, what you don't want is a wedding oh, taking place in no, that would ruin it. That, that would ruin it completely. So Headstone Manor, a club with plenty going on this weekend. Um, that's our seventh game. Our eighth game, now, we're going to Division 4B of the third tier, the, the nether regions of the league. Um, but We love a 4B division, yeah, don't we? But, yeah. I think this is arguably one of the most interesting shootouts of the lot. You know, this this probably not on too many people's radar, but Ealing Fifths are playing Chiswick Fours, and it's bottom versus second bottom. So it's 52, that's Ealing Fifths, versus Chiswick Fours, 48. Very simple. Again, whoever wins stays up. Whoever loses goes down. So um, I don't know if you're um, completely up to speed on Chiswick Fours or Ealing Fifths, Sal, but any thoughts on this one? I'm not sure I've got any stats on their players, <laughs> but um, what what yeah, it does look to me is actually, it's a real cracker. It's, it's, a, it's a real everything on North, the line one. North Acton playing through will be the venue for this game, yeah. um, so this should be an interesting finish. Now again, though, looking at this, looking at looking at, looking at the points, if Wembley falls, actually only one uh, can one go down, down. So yeah. yeah, so they can't go down. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's the only one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Fascinating clash again taking place there. Absolutely. And, and I did a bit of digging on this one, which shows my 
badger-esque, badger-esque tendencies, you know, really coming to the fore. Um, and Chiswick beat Indian Jim fours this week. So Chiswick fours beat Indian Jim fours, 185, 156. And that keeps their hopes alive. And the Chiswick fours skipper, um, Greg Swaby, who's playing his last game as captain this week. So he's had five years in charge. And five years in charge of a fourth 11. Greg, I salute you. you you've done well. It's not... That is, that's hard time, though, isn't it? Totally. Totally. And he was saying they were promoted in 2019. But this season's been, you know, it's just not gone to plan. COVID gets in the way. People have got injured. They've had players stuck abroad who haven't just been able to come back to the country. So, you know, the aim was mid-table, but a few weeks ago they were dead and buried. But they've now won two of the last three. So if they win on Saturday, it'll be three of the last four. And and they've sort of, you know, risen from the dead. And Greg Mm. was saying as well that the Indian Gym game, you know, to, to quote him, one of the most thrilling games I've ever played in. You know, it was brilliant. Indian Gym, 74 for Nort, chasing 185, then 76 for four. Ebbing and flowing fantastically. And when Chiswick finally got through, to quote again, some pretty wild scenes at the close of play. So it's always good to hear when, when you know, people have had a tough season find that, that you know, things look a little bit better. And if there were wild scenes last Saturday, Sal, then they're going to be pretty yes. outrageous if they manage to pull, pull, out, um, pull out 10 points against Ealing Fives this week. So good luck to both sides. But also, given it's, Alex, uh, given it's um, Greg's last game, uh, also... Um, um, you know, special luck to him. But what I would also say is, it's a North Acton playing field, isn't it? As you say, now I yeah. could be playing for our threes at North Acton playing fields. While I must admit, North Acton playing field is not my favourite ground in Middlesex, but uh, <laughs> but I, I will definitely meander over to see how, how that game is panning out, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on it from afar. So, um, so, so guys, if you're listening uh, and you see some weird bloke with, with Twickenham CC clobber wandering over, uh, do keep me up to date. Um, so much for that. That was, I think, that was pretty impressive badgerism on my part. As I say, getting all the details on that one. No, oh, well done. Yeah, great. Yes. Ninth game. Another one I think is potentially quite interesting. Although there's not so much jeopardy involved. Ealing threes v Headstone Manor threes in Division Four A. Sound? Do you pick up on this one? So Ealing threes. Yeah. So that's Enfield threes. I mean, my bad. Enfield. Enfield. Yeah. Yeah. Enfield threes. I mean, Enfield. One's very good. Yeah, but I think the twos and threes have struggled here. Again, it's just maybe one of the years where. Just um, lacking a few yep. bodies, and maybe the younger players will come through and help in the next few years. So they're currently sitting in ninth position um, in Division Four A on forty-seven points. House St Marys are sitting in eighth position on forty-nine points. So that's that's your situation now. Um, Enfield will be, will be playing against Headstone Manor. Something about Headstone Manor. The, Headstone Manor threes, the, you know, the ones, twos, and threes. We've mentioned them all this week, haven't we? We have indeed. Yeah. Um, House St Marys are playing Crouchend, who are really promoted, and actually Crouchend again for the title. Yep. So that's probably not the team you want to be playing um, in your last fixture because, you know, again, just talking about how all the whole clubs had a great season itself, you know, they're going to want to win the yeah. league, aren't they? Because they're, um, they're they're in that position where they can actually win the title. So Harrison Mary's probably got the tough of the two fixtures on, on looking at the paper and looking yeah. at the information we have in front of us. So I'd rather probably be maybe in an infield sort of shoes here. Yep. And Enfield had a good win on Saturday. Enfield threes beat Stoke Newington by eight wickets. They chased one six nine. Um, that's got to help uh, an emphatic victory. So they're two points behind, and I get that you always want the points in the bag line, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't fancy going to Harry, uh, to, to Crouch End fours and having to get a result. So Enfield, I reckon it's all on you. If you can win, chances are you'll be up. Well, listen, Crouch End's three to one nearly, and our champions Crouch End two to one league than their champions. We know what Crouch End ones yep. might do. Crouch and fours could, you know, potentially make it a clean tweet. Absolutely, they'll be going for it. There's no doubt no, about that. That'll be, their, that'll be their target, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, Ealing threes, Harrison Mary's fours. We'll be following your progress. Let's see how you go. 
last game in Division 5B. Um, did you see much on this one, Sal, or should I, should I lead on this one? Okay, I'll know a bit about this one because um, our fives play in this division. And Old Isleworthians threes are playing Teddington fours, and that's our tenth and final game to keep a special eye on. Um, it's second v third. Old Eyes are uh, 115, and Teddington fours are 109, but it doesn't really matter. They're playing each other. Whoever wins goes up. Um, again, you don't want it to rain. That would be a pain. But obviously, if it, it does rain, then um, that, that helps Old Eyes more than Teddington. So um, Old Eyes beat Kenton last week. Um, that they thrashed them by 160 odd runs. Um, Teddington lost last week by, uh, to, to Twickenham Fives actually um, by 134 runs, and therefore Teddington will probably feel, um, you know, a little bit. I'm not sure aggrieved's the right word, but I think fate fate did work against them a little bit. And I don't, I don't know if this this story is one that many people can relate to, but we, we were struggling for numbers on on Saturday in the Fives, and mm. um, we, we had a guy who's sort of been on the radar. Um, a little bit Dean Stonebridge he's played quite a lot of last man stands cricket um, wax it technically yeah not 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 brilliant maybe but definitely wax big South African lad and he played in our fifth last week and, and got one no big deal um, so Harmeet Singh sort of picks him again for the fifths and he didn't get one this week um, he got 178 in 80 Ooh. balls um, and he was absolutely mullering it. It was going from Teddington's fourth 11 square onto basically in front of the pavilion. Um, and these big staffers, when they hit it, it stays it, Sal. So it he caused indeed. complete and total carnage. Now, moving forward, if we can get any more cricket out of Stoney, then, then he'll probably not be playing in the fives. But um, Teddington, no. we're a little bit, what on earth is going on here? And of course, you know, there's no reason yeah. about our, our fifths or third from bottom. There's no reason for us to, to stack the side or anything like that. It just... I think the cards fell against him a bit, and Stoney had—he'd never scored 100 in his life. He got one the week before, uh, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's blasted 178. But another one of the boys got got 100 for the fives, and they scored 391, um, which oh. I'm not sure, but that could well be the biggest total in any game of cricket in Middlesex this year, couldn't it? Could well be. I mean, we have to check that one out. Um, but that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty nuts um, at, at any level. Yeah. To do that. To and do, I go so far as saying, if you got that. those two out, we'd have been all out for 100. The way it yeah, goes, isn't it? Um, so, all the way, isn't it? I mean, I did a game today. We've got two guys who got 100, so we got those two out. We could be chasing a lot less yeah. than we did, and we still lost. We're three still lost, I should say. Not we, yeah. umpire and I'm neutral. Having said that, Sal, um, I, I do think you know, telling fours in particular, the situation doesn't change massively. I know we want to win the league, you know, we, we all want to win our leagues and all that business, but um, they still have to beat old eyes or worthians, and had they beaten. Twickenham Fives on Saturday, they still have to beat old eyes with them. So in that sense, it doesn't change. And they'll, they'll no doubt dust themselves off, move forward. And Matt O'Toole and the boys will be, will be gunning for that, that promotion slot. So keep an eye on that one. That's our 10th out of 10. Any other, any other comments on the league there, Sal? What else, what else have I missed out on? I think you've covered it all done. Very good research from you, mate. Very impressed. (laughs) It's bank holiday Um, weekend. Need to keep yourself busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm Great, as I said, it's it's just one of them weekends where it's it's good to, to have a, a season where there's lots to play for, you know, um, there's lots going on, exciting fixtures taking place, so it should be fantastic. Yeah, so we just want to make sure the weather's not going to make a make yep. an issue of things. So it should be one where next, you know, next Sunday, Monday, we reconvene, we can talk about these things and have a. A lot, a lot to Absolutely. Talk about. And if folks are listening and they want to tell us about these games, please do so. Drop us a line. Our details are, are all on the Middlesex County League website. We'll cover we'll cover games if we get the info. We can't cover games if we don't know what's happened. So um, 
That's correct. Yeah, we love to hear about some of the exploits of players and scenes afterwards. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Yeah. Um, both you and I watched another game of cricket last week, didn't we? You saw probably a bit more of it than I did, but the County League rep side were in action at Merchant Taylors against Middlesex, and they did okay, didn't they? I was so impressed. Um, you know, you can say were the pros taking it lightly? Were they maybe just you know getting into sort of second, third gears as days went on or play went on? But every single player from the league side. First of all, not only did they equip themselves well, but they showed they've got lots of ability as well. Um, and you know, Christian Martin led the side did a great job. Um, there were some great individual performances during the side. I saw. I know Will Phillips got fifty the week on, on the first day. Um, some good bowling and a Gurdjieff, um, Joel Hughes put some good spells. And then on, on day two, when I was there, um, treated to a masterclass from Travis Norris. Good player, isn't he? 18, 18 years old. So much ability, um, chances innings, batter really, really well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just, I think it was just a great thing. So, well done to Bob Baxter for getting that organized. Thanks to Middlesex, obviously, CCC for, for playing the game. And from what I'm hearing, it could potentially become a, a regular thing, an annual thing, which would be great. Um, because it just goes to show that the quality we have in our league is definitely up there in terms of throughout the whole country. That's what I would say, anyway. I know we don't have pros playing, um, more paid players. Um, which may obviously make other leagues think they're better than us. But I would say in terms of the amateur level of cricket that we have, um, it's brilliant. And I'm sure, you know, I, I know Stuart Law was there and Angus Fraser was there and all the most coaches were there. They must have been impressed by what they saw, um, not only from Travis, but just the whole way the side sort of acquitted itself and um, and played their cricket over the two days. And I'm sure the players as well from the text. I mean, and obviously some of them will know our guys who so played club cricket with them, but... Um, they definitely would have thought we've been in, in a, a game for the last two days. Absolutely. I mean, I only saw three hours of it on the on the first day. I saw Jalpesh uh, Vijay bat from from Crouch End, and I thought he looked very good. I thought he he was sort of mm. in a situation where he had to bat quite quickly, which clearly <laughs> isn't a problem for him. He likes to to score quickly anyway. Right. Um, and I know he's not probably had the best of seasons, but he, he looked. I thought he looked really good. And Will, Will Phillips was excellent at the top of the order. Look, look, looked like it was all pretty straightforward for those guys. Which, in a way, you can't pay him a higher compliment than that, can you? That I wouldn't have known necessarily no. they weren't first-class cricketers watching them play, which which was very impressive. Yeah, what we don't want it to is to be a bit one-sided, and it turns out not to be what Middlesex are trying to get out of him, what we want to get out of it. So um, the fact that we, we competed and, and competed very well, I mean, the second day was made into sort of like a, I would say, one-day game, but we were given a target to chase, and we chased yeah. it down. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. Um, and as I said, all, all, and actually, thank two umpires as well, two umpires from the league, Raj Patel and Brendan Srinivasan, um, both officiating their scores as well, Don Shelley and I think it's Heather from Ealing. So it was, it was a big team effort from everyone in the league to play their part yeah. and make sure that Middlesex got what they wanted out of the All I'll say is it's probably a good job they didn't follow our recommendations, Sal, because they'd have won by even more. Oh, listen, if we chucked our spinners in there, we'd have bowled them out. Look, look, yeah. <laughs> yeah, joking. Yeah, joking. Yeah, to no, be clear. It was, it was, it was yeah. great. Yeah, of course. No, the guys, the, 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 all the players that performed were, were brilliant. Um, you know, so well done to everyone who took part, and then all the, all the officials, and as I said, Bob and um, anyone else in the league who's involved in it, yep. helped them get this on. Yeah, brilliant, excellent stuff. Before we go, Dan, so I want to mention yep. one thing because I'm a bit, bit of an anorak in certain areas, and as you know, I've taken up some umpire this year. So yesterday, I was over at East Coast watching our under-19s play um, a final in the in the T20 comp, which they won. So well done to, uh, to the boys. I'm sure they're probably nursing a few. Uh, Maybe too many drinks last night. But anyway, um, lovely Grand East Coast. I've not been there for a few years, so it's nice to go back there and sort of see Harpool and 
um, talking to Paul Martin, the chairman, and the first team captain is trying to get the club going back again. But one thing I was really impressed with was their scoreboard. Now, what a scoreboard, Dan. Um, Only people like me and you can go, what a scoreboard. But I've not seen the scoreboard. Oh. It sounds like it's like supersonic. Oh, it's amazing. So you have, you have your players' names up there. You have the for umpires as well, actually. I was saying that um, it has each what happens each ball. So the balls are counted on the screen as well. You have the run rate, you have the target, what's needed, how many overs are gone, how many balls bowled. And also, what they're great for, they have graphics in between. So if you hit a boundary, the four thing comes up. If you take a wicket, the wicket thing comes up. So I think the company's called Quick Score, from what I was told, or Quick Score. So if you're looking to get a new score box or new scoreboard, you need to um, invest in something, I'll definitely recommend having a look at this one. A very good scoreboard, electronic scoreboard, you know, best I've seen around the grounds, you know, in terms of just what it offers, in terms of quality and um, information as well, which is which is key. I love that because everyone everyone loves seeing the name down there yeah. on the board. You know, Dan Hoff, ninety nine not out. You want to see that? You one week? Well, I'm back and I take one hundred. But no, it's, it's a lovely club as well. So um, well done to East Coast yesterday for hosting a really yeah, good club. Anoraks of the World Unite. Get yourselves over to East Coast. There is something to behold. Now, it sounds brilliant. I wasn't aware they had it either, but um, it sounds like the next level. No, it's, I, mean, I think they were the first ones to get it from what Paul told me. So it might even, it'll probably be a lot cheaper than what they paid for as well. But yeah, I mean, and I think you can actually get advertising there as well. So that's another good useful, point. So yeah. um, there's a little area and section where you can have advertising rolled along as well. So yeah, lots of um, sort of things you can do with it. But yeah, definitely for me, Great score box. I mean, it shows how sad I am talking about it on Sunday after, Monday afternoon. Fantastic. No, I'm with you. A good score box is, is there to be lauded. Yeah, no issues with that. Whatsoever. We better stop, Sal, before we really enter the yeah. realms of tedium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, great to catch up as ever. We will keep a, um, a, a sharp eye on all events over week 18. Go well if you're playing this weekend and go well if you're on party. Sal, you got a game this weekend? I'm actually over the Saturday, oh. watching England India. No doubt with six yeah. electronic devices, so you can follow all the frog boxes. Oh, oh, I need to get my phone charged up. Yeah, iPad charged up. Yeah, everything. I might buy my friend's phone as well while he's not watching or texting messages. I'll say, I need your phone. It. So, yeah. It. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, the great thing is we can follow scores, can't we, now, on live score. And that's such a good thing as well, just put you into that. You know, Paul does a great work, great on the, web, on the website. And, you know, I go to games, or my mum playing game, and you see sort of the older generation who are now looking at their phones and checking live scores on their phones and thinking how it's, just, it's possible. And they do it, you know, and then it's so good. So, yeah, so, you know, every club's got their old sort of senior members have been around and instead of them asking you how they're getting on, they can just go on the phone and check it and they're all, you know, happy with that. Aren't and, they? and I have to take my hat off to the Teddington Fours. Live scored the, uh, the, their game against Twickenham Fives on, on Saturday. So I, I was up at, at home and, and I, I was wandering into what should be town v Gillingham. We won, by the way, Sal. First win of the season, first goal oh, of the season. Um, but the first thing I did was check, check the scores. And, get football done, yeah. Can we ignore that? And um, we, we were like 230 off 20. And, and it's being live scored. And I'm thinking I'm 180 yeah. miles away and I'm watching, you know, the game develop more or less on my phone. I was thinking, you know, absolutely brilliant. As we've said before. Well, we had the same. Yeah, we had the same in the freeze as well. Um, one of the parents of the Tenton players, um, he, he scored as well on, on the iPad. It's great. So it? makes life so much easier. And actually, final thing we probably do go, I actually talked to one of the Italian players beforehand. He was telling me he was dismissed a week before. So we had a thing about Asian week last week or two or three weeks ago about oldest players oh, in the yeah. first 11. And we, so he said to me he was dismissed. It's obviously a fourth or third 11 game by a, play, a player playing from Middlesex Titans who was 80 no years way. old. Yeah. Right. We, Eight zero. I'm going to invest. So that's, that's the challenge. Sir. And that was in Titans' third 11, right? Third or fourth 11 to get ten and ten third or have fourth. Have to be the threes. Have to be the threes. Yeah, because they're in the same division. Okay. Yeah. 80. Now, if this is true, I want, I want to get this, this guy on the pod. We need to know more about his dedication yeah, to playing yeah. cricket at 80. That is phenomenal. Definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. So, 
so yeah, Tennyson guys will know about it. So we're going to get in touch and maybe get, or Titans actually, you're the guys who, um, apparently this is not confirmed, but I was told by the young lad that he was 80 years old. Well, like told by the young lad, he was probably about 45, something like same age as me. Just the young lad yeah. thinks he's really old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll yeah, look yeah, into it. Sound always a pleasure. Yeah. We'll reconvene next week. Thank yeah, you, mate. Bye. Bye.